Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Monday edition of the show. want to say hello to all the Pewter people watching and in the chats and hope everybody had a great weekend and preparing for uh, what could be a hurricane coming through to Tampa. Uh, but until then, we'll worry about that when it gets here. But until then... Uh, we still got a lot of Bucks stuff to talk about. Obviously, the Pewter postgame show on Saturday was very much around the injury to Ryan Jensen, which we will talk further about today. But we also want to expand a little bit more on the starters that we saw in the preseason game, both on offense and defense. And, of course, the Bucks are constructing their roster at the moment. Been a fair amount of roster cuts already. More to come by Tuesday at 4 p.m. when the deadline is set. So a lot to get into on today's show. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Join with me is the face that runs the place at pewterreport.com. SR Scott Reynolds. Scott, how's it going? Doing good. Just getting ready for another hurricane. It's that time of yeah. year. So, <laughs> And it looks like this one is going to be hitting the west coast of Florida. Am I there? Uh, don't see it there. I see All you right. like on the other graphic, but in the meantime, yeah. might as well follow us on our social media on uh, X, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. And as uh, Scott gets his computer going, we'll get to some people in the chats. Just a reminder, as Nathan says, hello to everybody. Just a reminder to everybody at four o'clock, sorry, at 420, the show already started at four o'clock. At 420, we will have roll call going on. Uh, where I'm going to go on a rant today, probably talk about something on the Bucks defense. That's kind of what's on my mind at the moment. Uh, Scott Reynolds still not there. It's, looks like he's there, but he's not. Um, no. We can hear Scott, so maybe yeah. we'll just have a graphic-filled show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've uh, checked my settings, and everything looks like it's uh, hunky-dory. I've got the FaceTime camera on, everything. I'm not sure why it's not working. Let's see. All right, we're going to carry on. So you can hear me, though, right? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Let us okay. know in the chats if uh, you can hear us or not. But uh, yeah. either way, we're going to put on the best show possible. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I was impressed by what I saw from the starters rewatch the game. And, you know, I, I think this running game, when you look at the 39 yards that, that you saw Rashad White get off seven carries, that left side of the line is as good as advertised, man. It's, it's just like... Dave Canales said, when you look at 
Tristan Wirth, six foot five, three hundred and forty-five pounds, as Baker Mayfield said, might even be more than that. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. a massive man. Then you got Matt Filer, six six, three thirty. Those guys did a lot of damage, and both of those nine-yard runs that Rashad White had in the first quarter came right behind Tristan Wirth. So we're just going to call him Route seventy-eight because he was yeah. uh, he was an interstate uh, man. He was he was clearing bodies out of the way. And I, I think the Buccaneers too. When you look at most teams, they're they're kind of like right-handed when it comes to running the ball, right? Usually, and it's changing now. It used to be you ran to the right, that's where your stronger, less athletic tackle was, and then your athletic finesse left tackles on the left side. That's not the way that it used to be anymore, but it's just a situation where you've got uh Tristan Wirfs, who can absolutely maul people on the left side, just like he did on the right. In this right side of the offensive line with Lou Gedeke and Cody Mouth, Matt, I, I think th their strength is running the ball right to the right side. So now it, it, it really poses some problems for the defense. You can't key on, well, if they're going to run, we got to load up to the, to the left side of our defense, go up against the right side of that offensive line. This is a, a team that can run to the left, run to the right, up the middle. Uh, and I think, again, with the different personnel groupings and different person uh, personnel formations that they're in, to me, this offense is really set up to do pretty much anything it wants to with this offensive line. Really yeah, pleased with what I saw. Yeah, I actually I want to get to a video from Dave Canales on Thursday where he's talking specifically about the offensive line and the way that it's constructed. And I, and I find it quite interesting, which is why I want to play it again. And then I'll give my thoughts on the offensive line. On the right side of the offensive line, we've yeah. seen some of the starters get some action in the preseason yeah. games. What have you seen from Cody Malkin and, and Luke Gedeke anchoring that side? I mean, you just see a really athletic, aggressive side of our offensive line. You know, they're both... You know, in the 300s, you know, Cody's obviously lighter than Luke, but just the athleticism they bring, their ability to adjust when the defensive line moves, and just like, they're just nasty on that side, you know, and um, and so I'm, I'm excited about that side being the athletic side, and then I got this massive left side with Tristan and Filer, you know, and and, and Hainsey is kind of like the, the brains that kind of holds it all together, you know, right now, so... Yeah, just I enjoyed what Canales had to say about. There we go. Yeah, there we go. We we're set. It. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. But I, I admired what Canales had to say when he's kind of talking about the right side with Cody Malk and Luke Edicke. They're the um, yeah. the like the the aggressive side, the Maulers, really more than anything right. else. And then the Giants over on the left side with Tristan yeah. Wirfs and Matt Filer. And I think going in, obviously there was concern about Tristan just moving to the left. How that would how that would work with him. And it seems that it's been working out pretty good, just watching him in practice every day yeah. and uh, getting some live reps in the, in the final preseason game against the Ravens. But the key to this whole thing is from Ryan, uh, Robert Hainsey, who we now know is going to be the starter for the whole season, yeah. from Robert Hainsey down to that right side. Can they hold up their end of the bargain? Because I think Matt Filer at left guard has actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, again, just watching him in practice and didn't see any issues in the game itself. But the emphasis on the run game, which Dave Canales has hammered home, whether it's been on right. the Pewter Report podcast, whether he said it in, in various press conferences, that's going to be the key for this team this season. And Cody Mount, that's what he does well at. He actually struggled in it a little bit earlier in the preseason, was better yeah. at pass blocking, but I feel like he'll be able to pick up the run blocking even better. And Luke Gedeke, 
What are we going to get from him? I don't yeah. totally know just yet because it's been a mixed bag of tricks so far yeah. with Luke Gedicate. But you at least have a foundation. That's why they've been building this chemistry since the beginning of training camp. There And with the creativity of Dave Canales, I think that is going to help mirror or mask, I should say, a lot of the issues with this offensive line. Yeah, and, and I really believe that Tristan Wirfs, who's playing left tackle now, and Lou Gedeke, who's at right tackle, both those guys are going to get a really pretty good test. It's, it's going to be a good measuring stick game when they go to Minnesota in week one. Not only do you have to deal with the crowd noise in that dome stadium, Matt, but you've got Daniel Hunter and you've got Marcus Davenport, mm-hmm. right? Two big, rangy, long, athletic outside linebackers, rush ends that, that can really – uh, they're pretty stout against the run, but they can also get after the passer. And so I, I think this is going to be a good measuring stick for, for them that they did face a lot of Ravens backups on, yeah. on Saturday night, but you know what, David Ajabo is a, was a high pick, uh, by the, the Ravens and, you know, there's talented guys that they went against, but I think it's going to step up in week one, certainly in that dome with the loud noise and all that. So we're, we're going to get a little bit of a litmus test early on to see what, what, the uh, what these guys can actually do at, at their respective new positions uh, and going wire to wire in a game too. It's, it's great to do it for a quarter, but <laughs> yeah. second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, you know, playing that entire 60, 65 plays in a game and it will be air conditioned. That's the nice thing. They're starting off uh, in some climate control conditions up there in Minnesota, but uh, we'll see. I've got a super chat here. We, we really appreciate the super chats we yes. got on Saturday too, but you guys really lit it up and that was awesome. Uh, Nick Bowen starts things off today with the 199 Super Chat. You heard anything about this year's uniform schedule? Yes. They're playing in the creamsicle uniforms on October 15th. And uh, and then after that, I do know for a fact that they will play in their all-pewter uniforms for one game. I believe it's going to be a home game this year. I'm not sure which one that's going to be. But they are going to use the all-pewter uniforms for, for one home game. And my guess is the Buccaneers will probably start off. You're going to see the, the white on white look right against the bears, because that's going to be a hot game. That's going to be a, their, their season opener at home in week two against the bears. So my guess is you're going to see the white on white look there. They usually open with that. Don't usually see the red jerseys with the pewter pants or the red jerseys with the white pants as they, as they broke out for Saturday night's game against the Ravens so later in the year. So, that that's kind of what we're we're expecting. Probably a lot of uh, white on white, and then you're going to have white on pewter, and then you know who knows for the road uniforms, right? Because the home team gets to pick and choose, and sometimes you've got teams that like to go with their color jerseys at home, and then sometimes, like for example, in the season opener last year against the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas always wears their white jerseys and right. silver pants as much as they can, especially at home for all their home games. So the Buccaneers started off the season in the red and white uniforms last year, red uh, jerseys and white pants. So we'll see what Minnesota is going to do. Usually they're purple at home. So I would imagine uh, either white on white or white on pewter to start the season. I hope that we get to see the red Jersey earlier in the season. Uh, I I do Uh, agree with you. I I think bears that's going to be white. I think it's going to be white Jersey. The first two, uh, first two games. Yeah. I would like to see the red jersey pop off on Monday Night Football against the Yes, I'm with you. It's going to be at night. isn't as much of a factor. I mean, they just wore it at night for the last preseason game. Right. I think that's an 
not to wear it. And I feel like in the past couple of seasons, the Bucks have went really heavy with the white jersey. And I think part of that was because, oh, hey, we went on the Super Bowl run wearing the white right. jersey. I'd like to see it fluctuate back towards the middle now. I want to see yeah. a little more red implemented. Obviously, Cream Single coming back awesome. Right. And um, and the Peter one as well. I know we're big fans of so yeah. that. Uh, it's the name of the website. But yeah. I want to see the red in a little bit more than – I agree. I would either go all pewter for that Monday night game against the Eagles. That'd be kind of cool. Or go, like you said, with, with the, yeah. the red and, and the pewter. I, think, that would be uh, cool. I would save the pewter jersey for a more winnable game, only because <laughs> the Bucks true. jerseys in the pewter right now, I want to say they're one and two, because they beat yeah. Denver. That was the infamous Pat O'Connor blocked punt. That's right. Yep. Um, and then they lost to the Rams. They lost the Rams twice in them. They, they lost the out there. Yeah, yeah, in L.A. as well as here back in 2020. And then I think they beat Atlanta in the pewter jersey. So they're, they I did. Think they're two and they two did. with the pewter. So let's get yeah. let's get that pewter winning record. I'm I'm all about it, man. I love it. So hey, listen, you know what we're all about too. On Mondays we do this awesome thing. Not yet. We got about seven minutes. We just want to tease it because we didn't have a chance to do it last week because we had a show on Tuesday. But yeah. we do this little thing on Mondays, and you might have heard about it. It's called. Let me find the graphic here, and I'll have Matt Matera give it a little shout-out. Roll call. I can't do it as well as Rondé Barber when he did it, but roll call coming cool. up at 420. Uh, we love our fans so much, the pewter people. We couldn't do this without you. So we love interacting with you guys as much as we possibly can. And one way that we do it is on Mondays at 420. We yep. go through roll call. One of us will go on a little rant or just a, a thought process of what we're thinking about at the time with the box. I'll do that today. And in the meantime, as I'm talking, uh, you could put in the chat where you were watching from, because we got yeah. fans in Tampa, in Florida, across the country in the United States. And we're international as well. We got That's awesome right. fans literally all over the globe. So it's a little way of us giving you a, a shout out for watching the show. Yeah. As Lawrence says, Grand Pennsylvania, wait yeah. a little bit. Lawrence. Hold on. Hold on. Not, minutes yet. Until, Not yet. Until yeah. 420. But uh, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's let's talk about Ryan Jensen real quick. We'll kind of get the Jensen stuff out of the way. Then we're going to talk about roster cuts as well as dive more into the the Bucks preseason finale, the 26-20 yeah. win over the Ravens. Had a chance to rewatch that film, and there's a lot of good stuff coming out of there. But that was the bad news right there. That that news broke in the third quarter. Jason Light on WFLA News Channel 8, our TV partners, was on there breaking the news that Ryan Jensen was going to go into reserve. Not really a surprise. That's something Matt and I have talked about here on the Peter Report podcast for a long time. I just thought that maybe because of his salary and his importance to the team and the fact that he had made some progress that they would put him on short-term IR, which means they'd keep him on the 53 and then have the option to bring him back after sitting out the first four weeks. But it was just determined that the, the pain was too much and that they're going to give him another year. But, Matt, I'm telling you, based on some things that I've heard, there's not a lot of optimism that Ryan Jensen's going to be playing in Red and Pewter anymore, maybe even in the NFL. He's 32, he'll be 33 next year, attempting a comeback. And as Jensen even mentioned, this is a cartilage issue now. It's not even a ligament issue. It's, you know, you can have surgery to repair those ligaments. You can, you can, uh, uh, get them sewn back together. You can have yeah. a, cad a cadaver put in there where you're essentially taking the entire ligament out and you're replacing it with a cadaver ligament. But his ligaments healed. He didn't have a, a full tear. It was a partial tear of the ACL. So that healed. But he got stem cell therapy to try to regrow some cartilage. And that's the problem is the cartilage is what kind of keeps that joint 
from being bone on bone. And that's where you get the pain is when there is no cartilage or there's cartilage damage, then it becomes bone on bone. And then it becomes excruciating. And walking around without cartilage in your knee is one thing. It's another thing to play football, tackle football. And uh, cartilage, once it's gone, does not come back. There, there have been some still stem cell therapies and treatments where they've had some success. But, you know, Matt, that's basically for people that are not professional athletes. Right. Those are might, might be weekend warrior types or people that just, hey, I you know had a severe accident and and I want to be able to walk around without being in pain again. But we're we're not talking about guys that are you know playing tackle football for a living, professional athletes. So uh, that cartilage did not have the the level of success in terms of the regeneration that the stem cell therapy was uh, was was hoping to achieve. And that's where we are. And th this is a guy that's not. 23. He flipped those numbers around. He's 32. Yeah. And I, I, I love Big Red. He has been one of Jason Light's absolute best free agent signings at a Pro Bowl season, really played at a Pro Bowl level. T 2019, 2020, 2021. Those were kind of those, those three years were kind of his golden years here where he was a damn good center, highest paid center, well worth the money, brought the attitude, the fire, the, the toughness, played through pain. It just, I, I, I think that they're at the end here. And they do have Robert Hainsey, Matt, who is going into his second year as a starter. Your thoughts on, on Hainsey? He's, he's got 17 games under his belt as a starter from last year. He's bigger, stronger this year. Yeah, so Todd Bowles, likes, Todd Bowles has a couple of phrases he uses all the time. And now that I think about it, they, they rhyme. Uh, he likes to call people heady players. And he'll also say someone is steady Eddie. He said it a lot about yeah. Anthony Nelson. I know it's only one season as a starter, but I would throw Robert Hainsey into that steady Eddie type yeah. of uh, category. I mean, if you want to go back to before he was even drafted by the Bucs, this was a guy that played offensive tackle at Notre Dame. And although yeah. Notre Dame is an extremely overrated college football program, <laughs> he did go to the senior. Some fighting Irish hate here after they destroyed he, Navy. Okay, he, go oh, for oh, it. Oh, they beat Navy. Oh, my I goodness. Know. What, I dude, know. Big whoop. Um, but you know, at the senior bowl, he ended up playing all different positions yeah. along the offensive line, something that Cody Mount did as well, by the way, yeah. at the senior bowl. And that was something that the Bucks front office really liked about Robert Hainsey. So the fact that he was showing that he's willing to play anywhere on the offensive line before he even came to Tampa, then he comes to the Bucks, obviously has to spend some time on the bench given the stacked, you know, unit that they had. Right. Um, but there's a there's a trust in Robert Hainsey for the fact that, you know, he was willing to play guard. Now he's yeah. playing center. He did it with like no if ands or buts, no complaining, nothing like that. Yeah. He uh, you know worked out a lot with AQ Shipley in the yeah. offseason too. So this guy is doing everything that he possibly can to put himself in the best situation to be successful. And obviously last year was a crazy thing. No one saw it coming with Jensen getting injured on what the first or second day of training camp. But now that he's got a whole year under his belt, as Christopher yeah. says, I work with a couple of Notre Dame alumni. They are awful to deal with. Well, they just make a cupcake. Almost schedule. as bad as Ohio state fans, but go ahead. <laughs> they just make a cupcake schedule where, Oh, we're not in a conference. We're Notre yeah. Dame. We could play anyone. So you play nobody's the whole season long. Right. Then you get into the playoffs and you lose by a hundred points. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, that's the last I'm going to say about Notre Dame. Right. Cause I want to go on a different rant. That, I was going to say that that was your, your rant before uh, roll call there, Matt. It was. That's right. It is 420, so it is time for Roll Call. 
excuse me. Tell me where you're at, Peter people. Like we said before, we have awesome fans all across the globe. So I'm going to start talking about the Bucks defense, actually, because we spent a lot of time on the Bucks offense, Amen, rightfully man. so. Preach, brother. Defense. And while I'm talking about the Bucks and particularly their secondary and a unit that Todd Bowles is going to be coaching up, please start putting your location in the chat and Scott will start putting it up on the screen. As I talk about Todd Bowles and this job that he has to do with the Bucks secondary, and particularly I'm looking at safety, but even more than that, the nickel corner. Because as we know, this Bucks defense was coming in with the already core group, a solid foundation. You look on the defensive line. Vita Vea is a captain of this team. He's been there for a while. Shaq Barrett, we all hope that he comes back healthier than ever, but he's been there for a while. He's an established guy. Same thing at inside linebacker. We know the drill with Levante David and Devin White. Same thing with, with the corners and everything. But there's one position that still needs to be figured out who's going to be the starter at that position, and that is nickel slot, nickel corner. Yep. And he gave it to undrafted rookie free agent out of Rutgers, Christian Izian. Now, this is a huge, huge accomplishment for Izzy, and not just the fact that he's an undrafted free agent, but he's going to be a starter on this defense that Todd Bowles publicly said, this is not speculation. This is not, oh, this is how it's looking. Todd Bowles flat out said, Christian Izzy has secured himself the starting spot. And if you look even further, great great adjustment there, Scott, putting on yeah. uh, Christian Izzy. And you look even further than that. You may worry, oh, it's a rookie playing in the slot. Like, he's going to get set up for failure. I understand that. But if there's anybody that should be coaching a safety and a defensive back in a rookie that's going to guide them along, it's Todd Bowles. He played defensive back in uh, in the NFL. He played safety for Washington for a lot of his career. He loves coaching versatile safeties. And he did the same thing with Antoine Winfield Jr. when Antoine Winfield Jr. came into the league. Uh, a couple of years ago, that first season when the Bucks won the Super Bowl. And he trusted Antoine Winfield Jr. with this job. And he obviously made Todd Bowles look like a great defensive coordinator, which is why he got paid as the highest defensive That's coordinator right. after that. And then it obviously became the, the Bucks head coach. So this is another big task for Todd Bowles. Because Antoine Winfield Jr. is one thing. He comes from a football background. His dad was an NFL player. He had all the talent in the world. Izzian is compared to Antoine Winfield Jr., but there are some adjustments, and he's playing nickel. But on top of that, you're going to have a lot of young safeties in that room after Antoine Winfield Jr. and uh, Ryan Neal as well. I mean, they, they cut Nolan Turner, so we'll see how the rest of the safety room shapes out. But you got Kayvon Merriweather in there as well. And if anything happens to Antoine Winfield Jr., who, by the way, hasn't practiced in two weeks and is hopeful to play in, in, the, first pre, in the first regular season game, I think that he will. Um, but you got a lot of guys that you're going to rely on if something happens to Antoine Winfield Jr. or Ryan Neal. It very much reminds me of the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago when Winfield got injured or, or Winfield didn't play in the game and Jordan Whitehead got injured. And right. then you were down to uh, Andrew Adams back there as one yeah. of the starting safeties or for the second half. So this is oh, Port St. Lucie. Shout out. That's where the Mets have their spring training. So, Brian, thank you so much for that $10 super chat. I've been there a couple times, Port St. Lucie. My family has a place over there. But thank you so much for that super chat. So all I'm saying is that, yes, there is reason to keep your guard up a little bit with this young safety group outside of Anton Winfield Jr. and Ryan Neal. But if there's anybody that should be coaching up these young players as they break their way into the league, as they become a starter in Izzian's place, 
Todd Bowles is the guy to do it. So I feel yep. pretty good about that aspect of this new look, young secondary for the Bucks. Yep. We have a couple of, of roster cuts that are literally just coming down here. CJ Brewer, the Bucks defensive lineman, has been waived also. Jose Ramirez, friend of the program, has also been waived as well. Mm. Um, outside linebacker. So I appreciate the super chat there. We have another super chat. Let's get to that as well. And uh, that is Coulter? from, yep. Yeah, Coulter, thank you for the super chat. Says, if Todd loses head coach this year, expect to lose Devin White. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting sentiment because Todd Bowles has been the biggest cheerleader, the biggest fan of Devin right. White. He's defended Devin in times when maybe he didn't necessarily have to, or yeah. maybe there were times where you just can't help but think, oh, Bruce Arians would have called out Devin White, but Todd Bowles is the one kind of shielding him, protecting him. Right. They both talked about their relationship off the field as well, how much they mean to each other, how Todd Bowles has been like a second father to Devin White, especially after Devin's dad unfortunately passed away last season. So if Todd Bowles isn't there, I... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You can see, I mean, money will talk at the end of the day. I think Devin, right. if he gets the contract that he feels is uh, is worthy of, of what yeah. he wants, then he'll stay. But, um, yeah, if Bowles isn't there, I think that certainly plays a little bit of a factor. Yeah, I think it does because it's so hard to commit that much money. You're talking 15 18 $20 million a year, wherever that number ends up being for Devin White, to an off-the-ball linebacker, to an inside linebacker, that may or may not be a scheme fit for the new coach's system. That's a huge commitment. So it's one thing to re-sign an offensive tackle. Like, I don't think there's any any head coaching candidate that would come in and say, ah, I don't know about Tristan Wirfs, you know? I mean, it's like yeah. <laughs> whoever would replace Todd Bowles would want Tristan Wirfs on the roster. I think pretty right. much the same thing for Antoine Winfield, right? I, so right now there's a couple of guys slated ahead of Devin White on the pecking order. And – Let's pull a Dave Canales here and think best case scenario. What if Baker Mayfield has a hell of a year at quarterback, right? And and yeah. what if he deserves, I don't know, you know, $20 million a year? Uh, and be before you, you know, spit your soda out, um, remember Jameis Winston got that much money in his fifth-year option. So if Baker Mayfield has a good year, takes the Bucks to the playoffs, wins the division, you know, and and, and – Believe it or not, could put up similar numbers to what Tom Brady did last year. I'm not saying that Brady at 2020 or 2021, but last year's Tom Brady numbers. Th then all of a sudden, Devin's probably fourth on that totem pole, right? Because you, you yeah. got to pay your quarterback. So I don't know. I, I would be very surprised if Devin White's back, whether Todd Bowles is here or not. I just, they're not really out of salary cap hell next year. Uh, they're in a much the better Jetson, place. And if they're a much better place, but the yeah. Jensen situation doesn't help either. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it, to me, uh, I given the pecking order of Werfs, Winfield, possibly Baker Mayfield, and then Devin White, there's only so much money that can go around. And you're talking mega money for Werfs, a, a damn chunk of change for Winfield, 
uh, starting quarterback money, as J.C. Allen says, $20, $20 million a year for yeah. for a, a starting Which quarterback. Which is crazy it, to think, it's but cheap. it's true. Yeah. Crazy to think, but it's true. Yeah, but... it's 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 for an average quality quarterback, and maybe they can get Baker for that. We'll see. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it, Geno it's... Smith, twenty five million dollar base. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's really tough to come up with that with that pecking order because yeah. each one is so important. Just kind of like coming up with a pecking order for Celsius energy drinks. That's the right. Official Great sponsor. transition, man. Thank you very much. I learned from the best, Mark Cook. Um, of course, Celsius is the official energy drink of PeterReport.com. It's such a tough pecking order because there's so many awesome flavors to choose from, including their newest flavor, the Cosmic Vibe, which is a sparkling fruit punch. You also got the lemon lime, the sparkling orange. I've had the strawberry lemonade a lot often, uh, the cucumber lime as well. The Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite. So like I said, so many to choose from. No sugar, no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So if you need to know where to find one, go to the Celsius store locator on their website. You can punch in your address and it'll tell you the closest geographical location at your local convenience store, Say it. health and fitness store, Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, or your bodega. Bodega. And after you go to your bodega and you know you want more, because like I said, ton of awesome flavors, get that variety pack because variety is the spice of life. You can go to Amazon for that. Click on the subscribe and save and have it sent to your residence. Get it in bulk every week, month, quarterly, yearly, whenever you want it. Just make sure you're having Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick, the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. I'm just updating the uh, the graphic here. So if you can buy me about 60 seconds, Matt, I'll have this new graphic up. And we'll talk about some of these roster cuts right here. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get to... Uh, some comments in the meantime. Shaggy says strawberry lemonade, one of his uh, favorites. That's a good Saw one. Saw one in there as well. Um, Cameron with the super chat. Thank you, Cameron. Says, have you all tried the mandarin marshmallow? Um, yeah, that's I know. The, the fantasy vibe. Yeah, that's the fantasy vibe. Yeah. yeah. Another, again, like they have new flavors like almost every single time. So uh, can't go I wrong. I like the Maybe. fantasy vibe. I, I prefer the orange better myself and just in terms of, of the orange flavor. But uh, the fantasy vibe is good. It's just really sweet. Like if I'm in the mood yeah. for like, if I got a sweet tooth going, then that's that's kind of my jam. But but uh, that is a sweet one for sure. Uh, Nathan says, Matt, I was about to say you are that you are getting smooth with the uh, cooker plug. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Nathan. I greatly appreciate that. There's one more comment I want to get to. Uh, Oh, uh, Richie wants to know, okay, I got to ask the question that's always asked this time of the year. Who's going to be the surprise cut? That's a good question. I think this year there's not as many surprises as you might yeah. think. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me would be if the Bucks substituted Pat O'Connor for Mike Green. Yeah, I think exactly. like I think yep. I think that's like a, a, a definitely a possible one where I wouldn't be like, right. oh my God. Um, but I, I think that's a possibility. I think Keyshawn Vaughn, if he were to get cut, yeah, would be like, oh, wow, he was the longest tenured buck. But uh, you're not going to see any of the the really major ones that we've kind of seen over the past couple of years. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of where things stand as of right now. I believe this is current, unless they're going to make another roster move here in a minute or two, which they could. But you look at the running back room, Patrick Laird, Ronnie Brown. Uh, sorry, JC, that was your sleeper guy. He's... Maybe he has a chance in the practice squad. We'll see. Yeah. Cade Warner, Tate Barber, Kalen Geiger, the wide receivers released so far. 
John Mulchin, I think he's going back in the practice squad. Uh, Michael Nice, Deidre Sanat, CJ Brewer. Willington Bravillard, no, tell me it isn't true. Oh, Willington. Willington, you're so close to making Willington Prevalon. We got super chatted the other day for doing that accent. So the yeah. accent was not for nothing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we get paid to do it now. We're, we're big time. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ryan Jensen to injure reserve. That's going to be one of the roster um, moves as well. He's not going to be cut, but that's going to be a move to get them down to the 53-man roster from the 90. And, of course, they're not at 90 now. They've, they've made several cuts. Jose Ramirez, friend of the program, just got released. Uh, uh, he could be a candidate for practice squad. Uh, Hamilka Rashid, uh, Rashad uh, is is also He got there. demolished by uh, <clears throat> Makai Becton in that game against the Jets. So I don't yeah, think that did. did him too many favors. Brandon Booyer Randall, uh, he is, I believe, to be a candidate for the practice squad. Yeah. Ulysses Gilbert has uh, also been released. Anthony Chesley, Rodarius Williams, Don Gardner of the corners, Avery Young, Nolan Turner of the safeties. So those are the cuts as it stands right now so far. I believe I, I got them all. And, of course, I'm going to drop in to our cut tracker on pewterreport.com. You can check that in, in a second here. I'm going to put that in the chat. So here's the Bucks fight for the 53, right? So some of these names will get released. Uh, guarantee you John Wolford will be released. Yeah, He's going to be on the practice squad as the third-string quarterback. So is Keyshawn Vaughn, is, is he going to be – the odd man out, they're going to go with three running backs and maybe put him on the practice squad, or are they going to go with four and he ends up making the team? The team does like Ryan Miller. I don't know that they're going to keep seven. I think that they're six, and we've talked about it kind of ad nauseum, Matt, but obviously Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer. Then you've got Rakeem Jarrett, probably David Moore, and, mm -hmm. of course, Devin Tompkins doing returns. That's probably their six. But Ryan Miller is a, a guy that you could see on the practice squad. They like him better than I do, but – yeah, but. He would have helped us cause if we wouldn't drop that touchdown. What a perfect throw by. Kyle yeah, Franks. that uh, that was something there. Cephas Johnson as well. I would like the Bucks to keep him on the practice squad just because he's so tall, and it's like if he could really tap into that potential of his. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there's a little bit more meat left on the bone for Cephas yeah. Johnson. I think Tanner Towler should probably make the the practice squad as well if he doesn't end up making the 53 man roster. I think he's had yeah. a pretty good training camp, and the tight ends have really pushed each other. I mean, Payne I Durham probably had the worst training yeah. camp out of all the tight ends <laughs> right you're you're right but but he's got promise and he did have the touchdown it's kind of shown up in the red zone and, and i think because he's a fifth round pick i think the bucks are inclined to keep him i agree with you man i think he's probably practice squad worthy right that's kind of where yeah his his position on the team is but like kyle trask last year last year even though he was the third string quarterback and it was really ryan griffin who was on the practice squad they had to keep trask on the 53 because of his draft status. So, you know, there you go. Very true. Uh, we got a super chat from Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse. Thank you so much for the $10 super chat. We might be talking about one thing, but if you super chat us, we're going to get to that comment. You're damn that right. Topic, which is, um, won't lie, dot, 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 especially this comment. Never yeah. heard of Celsius until I discovered Pewter Report, dot, dot, dot. I bought some out of support for the show and now buying regularly. Watching awesome. PR and Bucks from Cleveland, rooting hard for Baker and the Bucks. Paul, that means so Thank much you. to us. Thank you so much. I know Celsius loves to hear that too. Yeah, that's why you advertise. Um, thank you so much, Paul. That's that's really kind of you to say. And yeah, appreciate it. Let us know what your favorite flavor is. We'll throw it up on the screen. Yeah, you know the great thing about that is wherever we go, whether it's it's out there in Indy for the 
the combine, combine yeah. we're out there or we go to the senior bowl and mobile whenever we're like in a different location this summer ashley and i we were at the lake of the ozarks in missouri and i just make it a habit go on celsius.com click on the store locator punch in my address find the nearest celsius convenience store location and go grab some i don't drink coffee anymore so for me it's it's a staple i gotta have it we did the same thing uh, in boca raton on monday when uh, it was down there for florida atlantic visit with our daughter jillian it's just so awesome it's just a great uh, beverage and also boca raton is, is the headquarters of celsius too there you go so uh, a couple other uh, offensive linemen here uh, silas uh, zanzi might be a guy that they end up liking Raekwon O'Neal. Speaking of Florida Atlantic, Raekwon O'Neal is a player that has graded out pretty well in pro football focus. He might be a guy that is a sleeper, either stick on the 53 or keep on the practice squad. I think maybe yeah. more so than, than Luke Haggard. Uh, Chris Murray is injured. Yeah. Probably going to do an injury settlement there is from what, what I've gathered. So they, they like him. They might He might be a guy that they bring back to the practice squad when healthy, mm-hmm. but he didn't play against the Ravens because he's injured. So anytime you are you want to cut an injured player, you got to do an injury, injury settlement. That's part of the NFLPA. Mike Green is a player, and I have Will Golston on here too. I think Will Golston makes the team. But if you're looking upset, Matt, do you go with the old hand, 30 years old, been there, done that? He brings a lot of value and experience. Had a great game against the Ravens, a sack and a half. But Mike Green is a player that has entered each preseason game before Will Golston, right? He's been in there with the twos, and maybe that speaks volumes a little bit. Yeah, I. so what, what I'm struggling with Will is he's been great this preseason. Like every yeah. single game, he's in the backfield. He's making a big play. He's, he's doing something helpful and beneficial to the team. Yeah. But what I go back to is – Will got a lot of playing time last year and, you know, didn't have a sack, didn't have the impact plays that he was making a season ago. So where I struggle with this is Mike Green, while he's been on the practice squad for a couple of years, what if he finally gets his moment? Like, is Will just going going all out right now because this is his last shot and he knows that, okay, Logan Hall's the guy at his spot and Kalijah Kansi as well at defensive tackle, so I got to do everything I can to make the team? Or is he like, where was last year a a misclaimer and Will's going to get back to the Will Golson that we've seen the right. past couple of seasons before last year? I think Will's been playing so well that you got to you gotta give Will one more chance and, and yeah. see what type of player you get. But Mike Green is really making it tough, man. And yeah. I, am, I am very, very intrigued by giving him a roster spot, essentially give him the ball and see if he can run with it or not. Um, that's obviously one of those tough decisions that, that, um, Todd Bowles has to make. Yeah. So another tough decision here, right? We like Marquise Watts, just going over to that column on the right now. Yes. Uh, Cam Gill, Marquise Watts, Charles Snowden has stepped up, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had a great game last game as well. Yeah. Against the Jets, he forced a fumble right at the end of the game. It's a game clenching play. He had a game clenching sack against the Ravens on fourth down. So they like his length. Six foot seven. I mean, he's built like like Anthony Nelson. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and he was talking... another guy. He was real quick, Scott. He was another guy like Raekwon O'Neal that was injured at the beginning of yeah. practice of That's training right. camp and missed the first couple of practices. I thought he was kind of done for because especially these yeah. young guys, right. guys that are fighting for the last spot. If they're injured like at all, it, it usually spells that they're not going to make this team. But I mean, he right. came back with a vengeance. So. 
Yeah, yeah that competition between Snowden, Gill, and Watts. Todd Bowles is right. He was flat out right when yeah. he said outside linebacker is going to be the toughest to choose from because, man, that is a that is yeah. a brawl for that last spot. Yeah, um, I could see Todd in there. Jason, we need to keep seven outside linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, really. you you can make you can make do with two running backs, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, there's some really good outside linebackers in the team and you have to figure right i mean jts had a really good game i thought in his he snaps did. i thought he he really looked good it's kind of a, a not a make or break year for him he's not in the contract year yet he's in year three of what could be five years for him because he does have a first year or a fifth round sorry fifth, fifth year option yeah, because he because was a he round pick. Is, yeah. thank, thank you matt for saying sorry. that i couldn't <laughs> um so uh but then, then you got shaq barrett who who is in complete prove it mode as well. I think he is coming in with guns a blazing. He, yeah. he had some really good rushes too. And looks like he didn't even have a torn Achilles based upon what we've seen so far in camp. Yeah. And in the season. But I, I but, do, I do feel like at outside linebacker, you do need a little bit of that insurance policy. Because... Pat O'Connor has been released. Okay. Pat O'Connor. JC Allen. Pat O'Connor has been cut. I bet you he probably winds up on the practice squad is my guess. But that tells me they're keeping Will Golston and Mike Green because they're going to yeah. keep six defensive linemen. So Will Golston, Mike Green make this team. I think it probably came down to Green versus O'Connor. We talked. We just talked about it. Mike Green is getting in there with the second string. They like his upside, his development. He was a former, former tryout player last year who came in during the rookie minicamp as a tryout player, made the team, then made the practice squad last year was on there with Willington Prevalon. Willington. Just wanted to say the name again. Yeah. And no, and, and has really ascended. Yeah, he's he's a good young up and coming defensive tackle. And they obviously like him. So Pat O'Connor is is uh is released. And uh you know they're gonna have to replace him on special teams because that's that that's a big blow there, you know, for sure. Right, but I, I would just say, like, yes, what Pat did was good. And I, I'm sure he'll end up on the practice squad unless yeah. he signs with another team to their to their main roster. But let's not act like the special teams has been great for the Bucks. I mean, yes, right. what Pat did was good. He blocked a punt a couple years ago, which we mentioned earlier on the show. He blocked yeah. a kick last year against the Ravens. But, the I don't know, the whole unit has, hasn't been good. I don't know if anyone can really make this team at this point because, oh, yeah. well, he's been great on special teams for a little bit of a while, as Eric says. Will and Mike Green should be locks then. Um, should be because if they're going to keep six defensive linemen, which they typically have, right? Because you have you have yeah. three starters in your three four up front. You've got uh, obviously uh, Kalaja Kansi and Logan Hall, and then you have Vita Bay in the middle. That's your first string defensive line in a three four with three defensive linemen, two outside linebackers, and then your reserves are going to be Greg Gaines as the backup nose tackle. Probably Mike Green backing up the three tech, which would be Kalaja Kansi. And you've got Will Golston backing up Logan Hall at that bigger five tech defensive end position in, inside that three, four defense. So they usually go with six. They might go with five, but yeah. my my guess is I think they have to go with six because Kalaja Kansi may not yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. He's already, he might not even be ready for the first game. So you're kind of rolling the dice there a little bit, uh, going with the yep. with the shorter number. A lot of decisions that the Bucks have to make. A lot of decisions that you can make if you play in Underdog Fantasy's Best Ball Mania, which is coming up very, very soon. It's the biggest fantasy football contest around. 
50 million dollars in total prizes with 3 million going to the first place winner as you see on the screen there there's no trades or waivers in this $25 entry you just pick your team you set it and forget it you don't have to worry about trades you don't have to worry about bye weeks it just counts up the best score for each player at your position with underdog fantasy and best ball mania um, they also have playoff pools, which go up to $10 million. There's a $5 million regular season pool. So even if you don't want to play best ball mania, there's different leagues and tournaments that you can do with friends and family. Um, if you want to do that league, there's the over-unders, which is super fun. I really enjoy doing that. You pick the over-under on receiving yards or rushing yards, whatever you want to do with underdog fantasy. And Peter Report's going to have its draft coming up soon. So if you want to play against us, make yeah. sure you uh, reach out and email us. Scott's email is sr at pewterreport.com. I'm Matt at pewterreport.com. Josh Capo is josh.capo, Q-U-E-I-P-O at Gmail. And Bailey Adams is baileyjadams22 at gmail.com. So hit us up. We're going to start our leagues pretty soon with yep. the uh, the season coming up. And we'd love to play against you guys yep. at Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code pewter. Depending on... The hurricane and where that's it hits and another all that. factor it, too. Yeah, if, if I have power, I'm looking at Thursday night to do my draft. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. I was going to do it Wednesday, but uh, that might be a little touch and go with the hurricane. So Thursday night, if I have power, we'll do that. So if you've emailed me, srpewterreport.com, I'll get back to you probably today or tomorrow, and we'll shoot for a time on Thursday night. But that's kind of what I'm hoping for right now. And we'll get back to this graphic here, and we'll kind of wrap wrap up by talking about some of the, the standouts in Saturday's game. But uh, so we just heard that Richard LeCount has been cut. That's not a surprise. Usually, last one in, first one out. That's typically how it is, just because you only have such a truncated window, Matt, to make an impression. Usually one preseason game and a couple practices. Uh, but Keenan Isaac and Josh Hayes and Derek Pitts, that's probably going to be a fight for one spot. I think Keenan Isaac has a shot there. I'd love to see my yeah. Kansas State Wildcat make it. I thought Josh Hayes did a good job as a gunner, especially on that very first punt. He forced a, a fair catch down there, and uh, yeah. that's going to come down to special teams. Hayes can also play nickel, but right now he's number three on the depth chart behind Christian Izian, who is the starter, Dee Delaney, who is the backup, and then Hayes. But, you know, Matt, if, if Antoine Winfield – if he can't go in week one against the Vikings, then you're looking at a situation where you might have to keep Josh Hayes at least for week one because D. Delaney will be starting at safety in place of him. That's what we saw yeah. in that Saturday night game against. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Ravens, you saw D. Delaney start, but not at nickel. He started at safety. Christian Isian started in there at nickel, and then you'd want another guy to back up so that's the way Josh Hayes could make this roster, aside from just special teams. But uh, and then you have Kayvon Merriweather, too. They they like him a lot. I think that they view him more as a strong safety than a free safety. But with Nolan Turner being cut, uh, Inizian playing in the slot, they might very well end up keeping, uh, you know, uh, or they might be using him at free safety as well. 
And uh, you have you have to be able to play both safety positions yeah. in Todd Bowles' defense. But but uh, it'd be interesting to see if if D Delaney ends up starting in place of Winfield if Winfield can't go. But that's still about yeah, a week and a half away, two weeks away, really. Yeah, Delaney really showing his versatility with the fact that he can play in the slot. He played corner last year for the Bucs and then playing safety right. this season as well. That's sometimes how you got to make the team is just being able yeah. to do a little bit of everything. And and that's what uh, D Delaney has provided yeah. for the Bucs. Uh, Josh Hayes, I feel like, and Scott, you would know better than me, but it's almost like training camp isn't suited for him because he's more of a physical player. Like yeah. he's more of a guy when the pants come on, he can really show what he can do. Right. Um, so I'd be more inclined to keep Hayes. I thought Derek Pitts actually played well in, in, in certain moments. Mm -hmm. And, um, and Keenan Isaac is all over the place. He'll have a two interception practice. And then the right. next day he'll allow three touchdowns of 40 plus yards. So yeah. it's a little tough to get a read on, on Keenan Isaac, but I do kind of feel the Bucks need, I know Todd Bowles is very anti it, Right. But the Bucks do kind of need a, a boomer bust kind of guy because they're mm -hmm. so hands off on. We're not going to allow the big play, but we're also going to allow seven yards underneath and we're not going to get as many turnovers because of it. So I like the idea of having a boomer bust player in the event that, oh, we need a guy that can really take the ball away. And Isaac might just be that guy. Yep. So I just checked. We are exactly five subscribers away from 11,500. So. If you're so inclined, we've got about 266 people right now viewing. And uh, if all of you, Pewter people, are Pewter Report TV subscribers on YouTube, thank you. That's awesome. We appreciate that. If you're not, be one of those five to help us get over the top here. I'd love to see it by the time the show ends. I'd love to see us at 11,500. We say subscribe, but folks, it's free. Just click on the subscribe yeah. button and that's it. That's all we need you to do. And it helps build our following of Pewter people just like you. And also, too, when... When you do watch our Pewter Report podcasts on Pewter Report TV or any of the videos we do, my Pewter Pulse series, which is new, or any of the videos that Matt puts up uh, from interviews and different clips, there was some breaking news that Matt did a quick podcast on on Saturday night during the game about Ryan Jensen's uh, sudden move to injured reserve. Uh, anytime you, you watch a Pewter Report video, please give us a thumbs up. That's It helps us get in front of more Pewter people, helps our algorithm on YouTube, and we really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, that's what it's looking like right now from the roster cut standpoint. Remember, there'll be, we'll do a roster cut show tomorrow. This is not going to be the final 53. They yeah. will probably make a couple waiver wire moves as they find other players that they like I'll out lie. there from I'm other teams. For it. I'm exactly. looking for it. Offensive line, I, I think we're going to see someone new in that area. As JC says, hit that like button too, please. Yeah. Do that. Exactly. Uh, por favor. And yep. yeah, I, I think offensive line is definitely something we're going to see different. I'm wondering what other position, um, but offensive I, line, definitely the first one. Yeah. Well, I, I know I, I can help them out real quick with one position and that is real estate agent. That's right. The official realtor of pewter report is the Eric gross group. Now I'm telling you right now, if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in the, the Tampa Bay area or wherever you you're from, the Eric Gross Group has got you covered. They've got 85,000 agents in their network. They're part of the EXP Realty Group. And Eric and his team over at the Eric Gross Group, uh, they're just the best. The great part about this is, is Eric himself, he is a Pewter Report reader. And you know what that means. He's a Tampa Bay fan. 
He also watches the Peter Report podcast. He might be watching right now. So Eric Gross Group, they've done hundreds of transactions in this crazy real estate market. They've got all sorts of experience. Eric is a Tampa native. His father was stationed at McDill Air Force Base. He knows this community super well. And in addition to those 85,000 agents, they've got a strong team of vendors that are going to turn your dream of buying or selling a home into a reality. Their clients are not just transactions. They're lifelong friendships. Don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the real estate game. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off. Now, here's what I want you to do. Go to their website, housesinfla.com. You tell me if there's a better real estate website out there. You can view their inventory. They've got great information on there. Housesinfla.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Eric Gross Group. Make sure you check out that website, though, housesinflorida.com, or give them a call at 513-907-4271. No matter where you are on your home ownership journey, you'll feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Uh, let's rapid fire, get to a couple of uh, fan questions. Long yeah. Lost Glazer asks, why doesn't Jensen just retire now? Because he has a lot of guaranteed money coming to him this season and next season. Yeah. And there's no reason for him to retire because he's going to get paid no matter what. So you're leaving money on the board and uh, or off the board. And I don't know. People always say it's a business, and it seems like it's always when a player gets cut. It's a business. It's a business. Yeah. Well, the shoe's on the other foot this time. Yeah. So. I just put in Josh Capo did a great story on the salary cap ramifications, not just this year, but for next year with Ryan Jensen, releasing him, keeping him on the team, whatever. Read that article. I just put it in the chat there. I'm also going to put in the chat, uh, our roster cut tracker to make sure that that all of your questions are answered in terms of who this team is cutting. We're going to have up to the minute reporting right there. We have our Peter report team all over it. So that should be updated. That's the roster cut tracker in the chat as well. Yep. Uh, Mark Fisher says, please give your take on Gill versus Watts and Russell versus Britt. Well, Watts is, is bigger and obviously, um, a little bit younger, obviously coming in as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Gill has the relentless effort and he's been on this team for a while, half sack in the Super Bowl famously. So do you want a guy that's been here and kind of trying to recoup what he once did? And KJ Britt is injured at the at the moment, so nothing yeah. really there. Joel says you're the best PR. Uh two others, real quick. Brian Gomez with TGHT yeah. says, Hey, PR, stay safe against Idalia. Uh, I'll be catching the aftermath here in St. Augustine. Stay safe, Florida peoples. Thank you so much for that, Brian Gomez. Everyone, please stay safe out there. And then yes. Luke has an interesting one. I think he's talking about Ryan Jensen. Says, can he sell me real estate for my retirement out in Colorado? Well, yeah, uh, probably. I mean, uh, you're just talking about Eric Gross? Yeah, there's no doubt. The great thing about Eric Gross and the Gross Group is, is let's say you're you want to move out of state. They can help you not only sell your house in Florida, but also find your house outside of this market. Uh, when I say market, I don't mean just Tampa Bay area outside of Florida in a different state. They've got 85,000 agents across the country. And if you're moving from, let's say, Colorado into the state of Florida, they can help you there, too. They can help you sell your house there as well as find the right house here. Now, all this talk about Colorado has got one thing on my mind and our longtime Peter Report readers, listeners, and viewers, especially of our Peter Report podcast, know what that means. It means Muni Financial. At Muni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. 
Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. That's right. I made it to Colorado, and I didn't retire there, thankfully. I'm still covering the Buccaneers. Hope that's okay with you, Peter people. I love what I do. Don't plan on retiring anytime soon. But when I do, I might want to retire to Colorado. It's an awesome state out there. But wherever I want to retire, I, I know I'm going to have enough money to do it because of my savings and my portfolio at Immuni Financial. Now, they've just done a great job taking care of me. I've got almost all of my financial assets at Immuni. And they are going to do a really great job for you in terms of managing your wealth. But it's more than just managing your wealth. They offer brokerage and advisory services, legacy planning, retirement accounts, college savings accounts. I got a couple kids in college and a couple more on the way. So I definitely have taken advantage of that. Plus insurance services with 40 years of experience here in the Tampa Bay market and across the state of Florida and across the country. Let Immuni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call. Immuni Financial, 1-800-868-6864. That's 1-800-868-6864. Or visit them on the web at immuni.com. Now, the great thing about Immuni is just like the Air Pros Group, you don't have to be in the Tampa Bay area to take advantage of our Pewter Report uh, ad partners. Uh, Immuni Financial, they're set up across the country. They're, they're based here in St. Petersburg, but they can help you anywhere you're watching and listening to the show. And the great thing is, Matt, we saw a bunch of people from around the country, around the world, tuning into Pewter Reports podcast. And we love that because yeah. it just shows we've got such a huge reach of Pewter people. And and we love you it's, guys because yeah. you just pushed us over 11,500. Thank you. Oh, let's go. Awesome. Thank you, go. the Pewter people. That's so cool to see. We love the Pewter people. And, you know, it's a great way because we have fans all over the place. One way we can all connect with each other is on social media. So uh, if you're not already doing so, please follow us on our social media on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and Facebook. We are at Pewter Report, and then our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV. We have so much content going on there between our podcast four times a week. Scott's got the Pewter Pulse. We got different videos of uh, you know press conferences and things at practice. I have some videos up there. I'll have some more out there as the season goes along, too. So just please follow us on our social media. Like and subscribe to Pewter Report TV. It's absolutely free. So make sure you check it out. Uh, one last thing, just a schedule for this week. Podcast-wise, we're going Monday through Thursday. Today's Monday, obviously. Yep. All at 4 p.m. If something happens with the hurricane, we'll keep you guys updated and, and change with that. We're supposed to be at practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but that yep. may change given everything going on with the weather. But we'll have a podcast four times this week, 4 p.m., Monday through Thursday. So uh, that's yep. just some housekeeping for you guys there. Exactly. Roster cuts coming down tomorrow at 4 o'clock. The Buccaneers yep. never released their final roster cuts at 4 o'clock. It'd be great if they did because it would sync up perfectly with our show. But <laughs> we're going to have most of those cuts anyways, and we're going to probe our sources and see if we can't get the entire list for you guys by tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So uh, that's cool. But as I said before, we just dropped the link in for the roster cut tracker on pewterreport.com. You can check that out. And uh, that's updated whenever there is news. So we've got uh, a ton of roster cuts already on there. You guys are blowing up our website. We've had great yes. content from Matt, Bailey, JC, uh, Josh, James, uh, Adam. Adam. Everybody has uh, – I've thrown a couple stories in there. My two-point conversion has done pretty well, thanks to you guys. So appreciate all of the love you're giving, pewterreport.com. Again, we do it all for you guys. right? Yeah. You pewter people just fuel us with the super chats with the subscriptions here too. And just great like conversation and great back yeah. and forth. Uh, great you guys questions. are hilarious too. Awesome yeah. questions. So 
yeah, we want to make it as super interactive as possible. And you guys are uh, obviously a huge part of that. So thank you to all the Peter people. That's going to do it for us on uh, this afternoon's show. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Stay safe out there. Peace out. Out. Later. Stay away, Hurricane. Get out of here.